Life Jesus. We're doing it on Monday. We're doing it Columbus Day style because it's what we do. When you have your own radio station, you can do whatever you want. So we said, hey, why don't we do a little bit of uh, why don't we do a little bit of Columbus Day action, right? So that's what we did. We're going to talk about the, the, the so so I well let's let's not get ahead of ourselves here. I am the coach uh, and I am the host of this here program and my co-host, as always, who's with me, the man to my right or my left, depending on which way you go. It's Big Cinnamon Keith Pepper. Good evening, Seth. Hey, good evening, sir. How are you doing today? So it's a it's a day, right? It's Monday, and uh, up in Boston, where uh, where we both used to spend a lot of time. Now, just you spend a lot of time. Uh, yeah. It's it, 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 it's now Indigenous Indigenous People Day. Indigenous <laughs> People Day. So I get it. You know I mean? Like uh, uh, the 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 outcome of uh, or or a similarity between Columbus Day would be like, you know, if me and you drove to like uh, California, right, or or some place mm-hmm. that you and I have never been. Let's say that you and I went went to Alaska, and we just walked into somebody's igloo, and we were like, "Hey, uh, we live here now. Give me all your shit." And uh, oh, by the way, your women are going to work for us. Similar to the Columbus Day thing, like uh, hmm. I, you know, discovered a land with a million people on it. So, uh, so you know, the, the people on the left, they like to they, they like to throw shit like Indigenous People Day out there, and I'm okay with it if I'm if I'm being honest. I'm okay. So, yeah. uh, but, but but I digress. It's not uh, it's not Kyle, important. I do think in 20 years the the new name for Columbus Day will be White Men Fucking Up the World for 4,000 Years Day. Yeah, um, right. I, I think that's just the. I think that's the trajectory of where where the these holidays will get at. Yeah, yeah. But but anyway, we'll we'll go with Indigenous People but Day here now Indigenous today. People Day, whatever you want to say, right? So we'll get yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll go with that right now, and that's fine. So uh, I do. I would like to mention that uh, today's show, this Monday Columbus Day special is brought to you by uh, NowRenting.com. So NowRenting.com is the perfect, perfect digital rental assistant. So if you own uh, a property, if you're a landlord, uh, this is a place where you can now syndicate. Instead of going to, uh, to Craigslist and then going to Hotpads and then going to Zillow and then going here and there, uh, you pop in just one time, boom. You go to Now Renting, you press syndicate, and it lists your, uh, your rental property all over uh, to every website, 30, 40 websites, all in one pop. Really great. Uh, so you can check that out at NowRenting.com. And, uh, yep, they were gracious enough to sponsor us for – the entire month of October, which I'm uh, really excited about. And, uh, yeah, so just as we're talking about it, uh, as we're talking about this, Sammy Longsleeves goes down for a safety, uh, and the Chicago Bears <laughs> go up two to nothing. 
Um, so that, <laughs> that's a, a great, uh, a great start uh, to the evening. It's kind of par for the course. <laughs> Exactly. Sorry. So, Same long no, it's absolutely fitting. Absolutely fitting. So, uh, in, in any event, um, you were down uh, in the homeland this weekend, which is why we didn't do a show yesterday. Uh, That's correct. To, how, are things, how are things in the homeland? Talk to me. Yeah, I went back to the 717, you know, the, where, where the MKP was, you know, raised into a man. I guess no, I no, not not really, but it was good. I mean, it was I had a nephew he turned one one year old uh, this weekend, so it was good. To, um, you know, Sarah's never seen the little kid before. He's really cute. He's not one of those like ugly, annoying babies. You know, like you know, you always have to be nice to like the mom. It's like, oh, your baby's so cute, but like ninety five percent of babies are just like ugly looking. I mean, you just they're just ugly, you know, and annoying and whiny. But this kid, I'm telling you, this kid is really cute. He's like quiet. He just, he just wants to look at everything. So uh, it was nice to see baby Jay this weekend. Um, after being back to the 717 though, it's not like I really miss it all too much. You know, it's actually nice to be like, to know people in the area. Uh, but you know, the 717, it's, it's Steelers fans and, you know, and actually it was like 70 degrees. It was like 75, 80 degrees out. So it was actually a nice weather, but you know, no really desire to, ever moved back to the 717 uh but we'll get into we we won't we don't have we, to get into that today yeah, we don't have to get into that tonight but we can i mean someday we should uh uh we should talk about the show you know uh, the the, the yeah. history of the show and how we got to be the the men that we are uh i would love to uh to stroll down memory lane and talk about uh you know my humble upbringings in uh in north new jersey northern jersey and of course uh of course in brooklyn new york and and just sort of yeah someday we'll definitely tap that market but uh i don't think today's the day i think it's a it's weird monday show and uh maybe we'll save that for another time but uh in any event uh as we're talking about sponsorships and we're talking about partnerships uh, you know, things happen throughout the course and, and, you know, we, we raise the bar every week with this show, uh, you know, with our own syndication on, on, uh, certain mediums that you have gone out and got, I won't take any credit. I will give you all the credit. Uh, you know, we're, we're really, we, we get, we get out there, um, you know, blog talk ranks us in their top five on Sunday shows. Um, you know, we're starting to really, uh, start to pop. So, when that happens, uh, and, and just for the record, we're somewhere around 9,800 listeners a week, uh, and that's throughout uh, just the blog talk, blogosphere. They do a pretty good job of promoting, um, and, but, but there, there's some weird law that says uh, if something gets republished, they can't report the numbers. So uh, there's sort of an algorithm to figure out how many people are listening and from where. And, uh, you know, just, just roughly looking at it, we're, we're approaching 10,000. Now, uh, you know, the King and Ivy at its peak was somewhere, you know, around 25,000 listeners uh, of, uh, per show, which was great. Uh, and and uh, I'm sure some of that has carried over as well. Uh, we uh, so, so in any event, when that happens, uh, what happens is people start to reach out and they want a piece. I mean, that's ten, you know, ten thousand people is not uh, a little bit. So, uh, old friend, not to you know, not to name drop or experience drop, but uh, in, in in my former life, I think we all know that uh, I've said this. I've beaten this drum to to death. 
is that, uh, you know, I worked for the Boston Red Sox radio network, the Boston Celtics uh, radio network. I worked with, um, you know, the Nationals and the Redskins at, at points in my career. Um, and so somebody from the Boston Red Sox radio network has been starting, they had started this website uh, and reached out and said, now, they, apparently they've really put some uh, some money behind this thing, which is great. So uh, they approached us about sort of a um, a promotional partnership uh, where, uh, you know, they, they may uh, come in and do a couple of segments of the show at some point. Maybe they even get uh, their own designation on our station. Uh, and in return, we'll get over some of their followers, which has been pretty good. So uh, you should check them out, listeners. Um, see if we can't uh, give them a little spike. It's, it's Breaking Balls on Facebook. Um, I don't know, did you get, did you get a chance? Uh, and you don't have to um, say nice uh, things just because we're uh, potentially partnering with them. Yeah. I'm not, I, I don't get it all that much. Um, you know, I think that they're going for barstool uh, type thing. I will say that they're, um, you know, they, they do have some followers. I mean, they've only been around for a short period of time and they're doing pretty well. Um, but uh, it, it's sort of odd. I mean, it's an odd site. Um, I, I'm not sure what they're going for, but I'm sure that's going <laughs> to flush itself out. Uh, what did you think of, of what you saw so far? I mean, uh, some random funny sh- stuff. I'm, I'm stuff. I mean, uh, <laughs> old people Friday. I, it makes me giggle. Uh, yeah, they, they just, they got, you know, I think they're, I think it's trying to, I don't know if everybody throws out the bar stool now. They want to try to be the next bar. I don't think these guys are going for that. Um, I think it's, it's a little bit of that. Uh, the older crowd, like the 35, 40 plus kind of crowd is, is what they're going for. But I, I think at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of guys that, you know, just a bunch of guys being dudes and uh, having some fun. And they, they got material out there. They, they have, they drop out, you know, two or three videos a day. They have good, you know, they have content out there. And um, I think it's going to be a situation where both of our organizations um, they're going to grow together and, you know, we'll probably feed off each other and get some ideas off one another and we'll kind of build this thing out from here. So to, to be clear, I, I, that wasn't a knock on, uh, on, on breaking balls. I, what's unclear to me is sort of the direction of what they are. I, I think initially I, 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 uh, I had them pegged as a sports thing. Um, and, and so it just, it does seem to be comedy across the platform and I watched some stuff and I thought it was pretty funny. I think some of the, uh, not all of it is like laugh out loud funny. I think a lot of it, some of it has some really good content that pops. So I think you're right. I mean, I, I think if they're targeting an older crowd, it should be interesting for us. Um, you know, because our demographic sort of lives there, I think. Uh, I think 35 to 54 males would be our main demo right now. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't have numbers to back that up. It's just a, an assumption. So, uh, but what I'll say is uh, we're happy for any kind of partnership. Uh, it just shows that the show's getting more popular and that we're excited about it. And that's all good. So, uh, so more to come on the Breaking Balls partnership. Uh, see how that goes. And, uh yeah. Yeah, so uh, uh, thank you for reaching out to us, boys. And uh, we got them, I think, uh, just uh, when they announced the partnership, uh, we saw their numbers spike by about 100 uh, just in getting it out to our social media. So, um, you know, our people respond. They react. Um, you know, 100, uh, 100 of our followers followed them within the first two days. So uh, that's good. Uh, that's a small percentage uh, for us 
uh, or a large percentage for us not having promoted it at all. So maybe this little bump will get them an even bigger bump. So, um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, welcome to, uh, you know, to our insanity breaking balls, and hopefully we'll, uh, that partnership <laughs> will grow and grow. So, I like we, it. We, we, we like I like it a lot. So it's, uh, it's about 9.15. Uh, the, the number to call in if anybody's interested tonight, 646-787-8536, uh, always toll free at 646-787-8536. Uh, we are, uh, I don't know if we're going an hour, an hour and a half, we'll figure it out tonight. Uh, I would say an hour tonight. Um, don't know what we have scheduled, but, uh, we're just going to sort of do a recap tonight and see where it goes. Um, so, uh, disastrous. I mean, I don't think anybody thought that the Patriots would, have two losses. Uh, I know that uh, people didn't think the Giants would have zero wins. I mean, in 0 and 5, I think people thought the Steelers would be better. I think that people thought the Raiders would be better. And I know that we're going to jump into this. Um, a lot of fantasy implications yesterday in the Giants' defense and Odell Beckham going out and uh, just a, a lot of stuff going on around the NFL. And, and we've got to get our hands around it. So that's what we're here for tonight. And uh, I know that. Uh, Again, tonight's show brought to you by NowRenting.com. Visit NowRenting.com. Call in number 646-787-8536 if you want to call in. So, yeah, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you, you take the steering wheel now, Seth, and see, how, uh, see where this thing goes. All right. Well, let's, let's start with the G-men. I mean, you mentioned it. You're, you, you know, you're a Giants fan. I'm an Eagles fan. That's kind of a cornerstone of these programs here. We, we tend to talk about those teams the most. You want to get into – the hell is going on in the Meadowlands? I mean, it wasn't too long ago, Kyle, before the season started, that you were on record. And I, I was going to put a clip up, but, you know, I, I decided not to, that you had them going. You thought 13-3 and three was a possibility. Now, we all have bad takes, Kyle. I'm not going to shame you like Cersei's walking down the tunnel with this take. Shame. But shame. 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 I don't. I don't think that I, I was alone in that. Uh, I don't think I was alone in that at all. I think uh, even sites like uh, Bleacher Report and USA Today had a similar take. Uh, I think uh, mm-hmm. 13 and 3, 12 and 4 was not outside the realm of possibility for a team that had gone to the playoffs, that had, uh, you know, maybe not been there in four years, replaced uh, the coach, right, uh, mm-hmm. of a coach that hadn't made it for four years in a row. Uh, you have the, the best young talent uh, wide receiver in the game, possibly. Uh, uh, the, the number one, number three ranked defense uh, going into the season. Uh, I didn't mm-hmm. think that those things were, um, you know, what, what were too much of a factor. And what we're what we're seeing, and it's funny that we're seeing it uh, across the board, sort of with that draft, that 05 draft class of Eli uh, and Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously Tom Brady is a freak of nature, but those guys are slowing down. And yep. uh, you're, start- you're starting to see that a little bit. Now, I'm not exactly sure if, um, you know, what you can – I don't know that you can blame it. I, I got into an argument with the chairman, uh, Killian, yesterday, uh, who Shock. is a great guy. I, so, yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's a super homer. 
But, um, yeah, and he had a couple of pops in his defense. And, you know, he's telling me, and, and I don't know if you saw my Facebook post from yesterday, but even when the, when the Giants were up, I was like, you know what, I want to lose this game. I want to make it easier, easy to fire Ben McAdoo so that we, and, and then, you know, go to 4-12 uh, and 12 and get the number one draft pick and draft quarterback and start to rebuild uh, our dynasty over. And mm-hmm. I think when you have, when you have four losses, um, you have to start thinking about that and you have to start thinking about what your position is. So uh, I know I'm sort of all over the, the, the map here. If you want to talk about exactly what the problem is, there, there's a three pronged problem in New York right now. Uh, one is the mustache, right? One is the gym teacher uh, that leads that team. Uh, I think he's lost the team. Uh, I don't think, and I think that the Giants are in a great position to let him go because you have Spagnuolo there who can handle it for one season. Uh, I think, uh, and, and then I think that you want to go after a guy like Gruden or Bill Cowher and you want to throw the house, you want to like throw a piece of ownership at either one of those guys, like a Pete Carroll type deal where you give him a little stake in the team. Uh, you, you, you allow him to be president of football operations. Maybe you let Reese's contract go and you, uh, uh, you, you know, you have a head coach that can pick groceries, as Parcells would say. Uh, that needs to happen. And at 0-5 now, they make the, the trek to Denver, uh, which is, you know, not a, an amazing team, but a team that can beat the Giants. Uh, and, I, and I think you could be looking to 0-6 here. And so, uh, the, so that's problem number one, Ben McAdoo. Problem number two, Eli Manning. Uh, passes are not there. Uh, there were times that the offensive line uh, gave him time uh, where, uh, you know, where they weren't holding or completely falling apart that he was just off the target. He was high, mm-hmm. he was low, he was in the dirt. And uh, you did not – now, granted, with Beckham going out at the end of the game, you did not have an overwhelming – that old feeling that you used to have as a Giants fan that when you needed a game-winning drive out of Eli, say what you want uh, from him. He's uh, number one since 2004 in, in last-minute fourth-quarter drives to win the game. He, was, uh, he had become infamous for that. And so with all the problems around him, bad coaching, bad a lot of things – uh, he still can't, uh, is not getting it done, not as accurate. And then, of course, the third thing is uh, uh, the offensive line is just the worst that the Giants have ever had. Maybe since I've been a fan since the, you know, the mid-'80s, uh, I've never seen anything this bad. Uh, and, and kind of 3A is the, the cohesiveness and, uh, of that defense. Um, you, know, you have players that were sort of in and out. Now, John, now uh, Harrison out for the season, uh, put on the uh, PUP list or actually on IR at this point. Um, so, so there's the issue. So now it becomes uh, about, um, you know, does John Mara and John Tish, do they do the right thing? Uh, and do they get rid of McAdoo? I'm not going to get completely obsessed. I'm not going to say I'm not a Giants fan. I'm not going to say that I'm not watching the team. But I, I, I'm getting to a point where they may not get much more of my money until McAdoo is gone. And, uh, and that's the fight that I was having with Killian was he was like, the problem isn't McAdoo. How can you fire a coach when a quarterback is not doing his job? And I don't think that that was the case. I, I think that uh, he has done enough in his career uh, and with the offensive line troubles that if you gave him a line, it would be enough to win games. Uh, mm-hmm. Bad play calling, bad mistakes. Uh, you know, if we had just kicked a couple field goals in a couple weeks in a row, we'd be we'd have two wins. 
now, which we don't have. Uh, so, so if you have, if you're two and three, that's something that you can come back from. Uh, oh, and five, it's not anything that you're coming back from. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think uh, it's great franchises. And, and listen, don't Patriots fans don't get too uh, uppity and excited uh, <laughs> about your team because if it's not this season. It's next season. You're going to need a blow-up season. You're going to need a, a season where you end up with a top-10 draft pick. Uh, you need to reset and revamp and figure, figure things out. And I'm not completely upset if that's this year for the Giants. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for Nets basketball. I'm ready for Friars basketball. Uh, I'm ready for the, the and Major League Baseball postseason to kick in. Uh, there's some good teams that are showing up that it, it should be an interesting year. So, I know that I just gave you a, probably a, a seven-minute straight tirade, but and you can comment on any of it. But that's where we are, and it's the moves that Tish and Mara make now uh, that are going to decide whether that team is, is going to come back next year uh, and be successful and be effective uh, or not. And the moves now that they make, I'm going to be watching very close, paying very close attention to. But A, number one, McAdoo has to go. He has to go today. But that's not the Giants' style. Like the Giants, like no. the Giants traditionally don't fire a coach midseason. But my question is to you: Who goes first, Eli or McAdoo? I mean, and it might oh, sound no. like a layup question. It might sound like a layup, but look at it. I, you guys go zero and five or zero and five now. If you're if you're get somewhere in between four wins, five wins, like you're probably going to get a t- top ten pick. And does Mara? Wait to see, like, do you draft a young QB? Do you put him into the, the system right away? Or do you let him time to let Eli stick around for another season before you get rid of him? I, yeah, I don't. I, 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 I see it being a, and here's the deal. Because of that, Eli Manning, whether you like it or not, is a Hall of Fame quarterback, especially with the new standards that have been upheld. If Kurt Warner is in, uh, Eli Manning is absolutely in. So uh, whether you want to believe that or not, I don't know. We can debate that. But what, what, what I will tell you is for sure that Eli Manning, I mean, he's not a first ballot guy, but he's in, all right? And now you would say that about Tom Coughlin too. Tom Coughlin made enough mistakes like the ones that McAdoo are making, right, that, that he's making by not kicking the field goal and going for it, um, where you're in a position where if the, you know if the game was 75 seconds shorter, the Giants would have two more wins. Like that, that's that's coaching. That is straight coaching. So what I anticipate happens again is you're going to have a very similar, very very similar situation to what happened with the Patriots, or or even what happened with um, uh, m- more effectively what happened in Green Bay. Right? What happened in mm-hmm. Green Bay was they brought Aaron Rodgers in. There was a couple of seasons where he was behind Brett Favre. Team made the playoffs. Uh, and, and listen, uh, Aaron Rodgers learned in spite of Brett Favre. Brett Favre was not re- reaching out. Uh, clearly, he stayed on with the, he played with the Jets. He played with the, the Vikings. He was not ready to be done. Maybe Eli's the same thing. But I see them running a similar type uh, situation where you're going to get um, a couple of years more out of Eli. He has two rings in an amazing uh, football city where people uh, beloved, uh, the team is beloved. Uh, season ticket holder list is still 17 years long. And uh, Tom Coughlin, that's a little different scenario than, than Eli Manning. A, a coach is always, I mean, a player is always going to get the benefit, especially a Hall of Fame player. So I think they, 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 they do draft the quarterback. I think Jerry Reese talked about it at the end of last season. 
of being of talking about Eli being at the end uh, of his career. I think the Steelers are going to be in a similar position. And uh, okay, they're not super pliable like Tom Brady, but they're they're getting so that so because they're not, uh, it's time that you know they're getting long in the tooth and it's time to go. I don't think the Giants hesitate to grab a quarterback in the first round with the understanding that uh, Eli is going to have to bring him along. And I say Eli doesn't take the far route. I think he bows out gracefully uh, when the time is – and if that's at the end of next season, that's what I think it is. I think it's the end of next season. We transition into a, a new quarterback, new coach, new system, uh, and a new era in New York, and I'm okay with that. Listen, uh, look at the, the New York Yankees and how committed and, and in love with Joe Torre they were for years and eventually that transition happened right and uh it happened and the yankees needed to rebuild and they needed and they kept brian cashman but they they needed to rebuild you never thought you would see another manager in that place that could manage talent the same way that joe torrey did and they did and they accepted joe girardi and they and that team persevered and made the playoffs and did some great things after them haven't haven't won a, a world series yet but uh, that's 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 still a very respectable. No, Girardi got so, one against the Phillies in 09. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry, yeah. you're right. I remember that. So he, I had to buy. So he, I, I lost a bet. Yeah. I had to buy War, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 for a teammate. Went a straight up okay. bet. Not a great decision. Not a great life choice, but it happened. So it happened. Right. I, I, I'm completely wrong. Right. Okay. So that was like uh, to share a time. That's fine. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so you see my point. You see, yeah. uh, I can see the draw the similarities, right? So, um, you know, the, the Derek Jeter and, uh, and Eli Manning, essentially the same thing, although Jeter has more rings. Uh, he's the captain. He's beloved by the team. He goes nowhere until the baton. But Eli isn't beloved, is he? Eli isn't uh, listen, beloved like he loved Jeter the same was. Way Jeter is. No, but he's the face of that team and has been. He's got two rings against, you know, the worst fan base and the worst uh, team. You know, they, they, they imagine if Tom Brady had seven rings instead of five and the Giants and Eli Manning essentially is the only reason. That would be his legacy. And for that, <laughs> for breaking up the perfect season, for all the things that he's done, uh, he gets a pass. He gets a bye. They're not starting Geno Smith, I promise you that. And I promise you that McAdoo will go. Um, and again, I think it would be a perfect transition to grab John, John Gruden or Bill Cowher. Those are my two choices. Uh, and you grab them at the same time that you grab a, uh, a young quarterback and you allow that to be the transition in New York. And I think if you do that, the fan base gets behind it and the fan base will get excited and the fan base will. Uh, I think we all know, including Eli, that the time has come. It's, it's the so this year, and then we get the end of next year with Eli. Uh, maybe even he goes out, or he gets hurt, or something happens where, and he's he's never got he's never been hurt. He doesn't get hurt. But uh, if he does, it happens in the middle of next season when we can transition to our new quarterback. Um, and that's what I hope for. So I, I understand um, that these things happen in football. I'm not losing sleep over it, but they need to do the right thing, man. They do. Yeah. Kyle, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to take a step back. I need you to take a big swig of beer, maybe maybe rep a dart here, take a big breath, calm down a little bit. I, I can feel you're heated. I'm 300 miles I'm away okay. from you. Are you good? I'm okay. Yeah, I'm oh, good. Okay. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm good. All right. All right. I'm good. I just I'm not mad. I, 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 I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, and, but and listen, okay, I, let me I, let me I, just I, let me just wrap up the Giants here uh, for us because we've. I mean, actually, this is your time. Go on, Kyle. But let me let me just do this. It wouldn't be a bad time. Like it's not going to be a long rebuild if this is an zero and five or if this is like a, a four and twelve year for the Giants. It's not like you guys are going to be in this rut of four and twelve and five and eleven, six and ten, and try to rebuild to get back. It might be just a stopgap. Fortunately, get some high draft players, put them into the system right away, and now you're off to the races again. And if Eli, I I don't know what to expect from Eli anymore. He he's just like a, you know he's like um, Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, but like this is it's not going to be a long turnaround for the Giants. I, if you guys you guys suck this year. I mean you guys aren't zero and five, but you still don't have any wins, and you are what your record says you are. With that yep. being said, it, it, it it's not going to be. I, I don't it's not the Rams, it's not the Cleveland Browns, it's not Correct, no, correct, know. correct. You're not we the know. Bears here. You're not you know, you're not the forty ers The forty ers have a four to five year road back. You know, I you know, the Giants unlucky injuries hurt. You know, I, I do think the Giants did not handle the Odo Beckham injury well through the preseason to now he got hurt. And I know they're two separate injuries or two separate plays that got him hurt, but just the way they handle that all together. But with that being said, shelf him. There's no reason to play him this year. There's just no nope, play a bunch of your young guys. See what you have. I, who's that young uh, running back you got like Wallace jr. Or something, you know, oh, play well, some of these, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Play, you know, see what you have. Use this opportunity, see what you have, you know, and then next year, Maybe you're that team that we thought you were going to be this year. You know, maybe you guys. I think it's unfortunate that you guys are 0 and 5 now, but I, I, it just it kills me because I'm an Eagles fan. But th- you know, you guys are dead in the water this year. But it's not like I see the Giants being dead in the water next year. They're still going to be a team. They're going to be looking over your shoulder in 2018 and 2019. Um, there yeah, might and, be. And some- that's always the case uh, in New York, and that's. Uh, you know, and, and uh, again, I, I I think there's a lot of good things to cheer for in my world. I think, um, you know, I think that uh, sure the Giants are on the downswing, but that but a downswing will bring an upswing. Uh, I think for the Nets, the same thing. They go out and get D'Angelo Russell. They keep Jeremy Lin. They uh, they they grab some of those draft picks back. Um, I think so. They're on the upswing. Mets get rid of Terry Collins. Uh, you know, Rangers are going to be six, uh, uh, consistent at least. So I don't have a, a whole lot of, uh, of complaints. Uh, and again, uh, sometimes you need to do these things. Now, we are saying that the Giants are dead in the water. And I, I, I would say 90% I'm with you. Uh, one thing the Giants have done forever, right, and, and one thing that they do really well is shock the world and do things that nobody else has ever done before. And I, I don't think that the likelihood of that is there. I don't think that they go and win 10 or 12 in a row. I don't think that that's humanly possible. But I would say if there's any team, you know, just like the team that won uh, all those games as in the wild card twice in the wild card spot, uh, that, that they were questionable whether they were going to make the playoffs, go on a run and beat, uh, you know, maybe the greatest team that we've ever seen, an 18-0 and uh, Patriots team. I think that there could be a glimmer here. Uh, I, I say 
they're uh, right now they're on life support, and it would take an act like a true miracle. Um, you know, like somebody that's dying, they just they're, they're about to just say pull the plug. And I think if any team out of the entire NFL could shock somebody and win six or seven games in a row, and especially the condition that the NFC is in right now. Um, uh, I, I think we have a bunch of fraudulent teams at the top. I think some weird things can happen. So uh, I would say 95% dead, dead, dead. But uh, the Giants fan in me, the football fan in me, uh, that, that said that, that the Giants couldn't win in 07 and couldn't win in 11, uh, both against uh, dominant Patriots teams, I never count this, this team out until they're mathematically eliminated. So, and they're not yeah. that yet. No, but they're gonna have to go nine and two to at least give themselves a shot. Right. They can't, you know, like. Do we think nine and two is gonna happen? No, we don't think nine and two is gonna happen. So yeah, uh, you're right. But uh, still, I mean, uh, it right. I mean, in your head as a football fan, if there's any team in the NFL that could go on a, a nine-game win streak, you know it's the Giants. You know they do shit like that. They just do. And yeah. even only but it's three much harder games, now. It's much harder now. Oh than my OBJ's goodness! Nearly season. impossible, especially with the yeah. difficulty of their schedule. I mean, I think they, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think the Giants gave your son a call because they were they were short at the wideout position and they just need the body. So, they so they if we have an update with that, Kyle, any type of insider reports that uh, maybe you know well, Kyle Anderson Jr. here is going to be uh, be uh, suiting up in the blue and gray. Well, we know that uh, he's suffering his own knee. He's coming back from his own knee injury himself. So um, uh, we'll see how how that goes. But, yeah, we did get a call, and uh, we'll see. They're they're talking about practice squad for right now. But, uh, you know, our ears are open, right? We're listening to offers. So. <laughs> sad day, uh, sad day. Okay. So, all right, we we covered that pretty much ad nauseum. So yeah. uh, I'm good. What what I'll lead into is that. Um, you know, here's what I love about what the what the Philadelphia Eagles have uh, in the NFC East is uh, you have a the, the difference between Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz is clear and obvious. Uh, I think um, I think this kid is the real deal. I think he's uh, I think he's Russell Wilson. I think he's Andrew Luck. I think he's uh, you know I don't think he's Ryan Tannehill. I don't think he's Cam Newton. I think that he falls into that top tier now. Um, you know we had he played last year for that football team. Uh, teams have tape on him this year, and they're still unable to stop him. Uh, I will say that the Eagles are the Eagles and that they, uh, they find a way, especially after these first five games, to start to hit the wall. I hope that doesn't happen for your sake. I really do. Uh, I think he's been really, really impressive. But I wouldn't uh, – you know, this is a team that started 5-0 and last year and didn't make the playoffs. I think, uh, I think you have a lot to be cautiously optimistic about. I know you use that term a lot. Uh, cautiously optimistic is, is the direction I would head with the Eagles. But – uh, mm-hmm. Finally, Aguilar, um, you know, and, and talk about bad takes. Um, you know, Aguilar on long catches uh, has been great. You were looking for them to cut him. Uh, he's been much better this year. Uh, and I, I do give credit to Alshon Jeffrey for that a little bit. Uh, draw some of the coverage away, but he's caught some, some great passes. Uh, I think they're utilizing the backfield as well as they possibly can. I think the defense looks good. I think there's a lot to be excited for in Philly. I'm happy for you. I really am. Uh, yeah. and, and I, I certainly hate 
the Cowboys and the I love that they have what did they have two wins at this point. Um, that's that's exciting, uh, exciting stuff. And uh, you know, Washington is Washington, um, but uh, I'm excited for for you and for the Eagles. A lot to be cautiously optimistic about. Yeah, I mean that's the theme, right? I, I keep on telling everybody like I want to get excited about this team, but I've been burned so many times. But the, I mean, there's a few things here that that you look at and you're like, all right, we we might have something. I mean, Carson Wentz right now in the NFL is the only quarterback to have a perfect passer rating on third down in more than one game. I think he had a perfect passer rating in this last game. And then I believe it was either week one or week three, where he had another perfect passer on third down. We were like 11 of 12 on third down uh, this past, this past week. And you know, you've been, you've been watching football for a while now, Kyle, you need the, you make your money on third down. You need to be able you to do. convert. You need to, you can't go three and out, three and out and expect to win in this league. You have to, you have to be able to move the change on a consistent basis. And we're doing it in the throwing and the, and the run game. The last two weeks we ran the ball exceptionally. We had over 200 yards running uh, against, um, against what the, the chargers and who was before that? Was it, Shoot. Oh, my God. I'm dr- anyway, last two games we had over 200 yards. This week, the running game wasn't there, but Carson Wentz had his first three touchdown or more game uh, of his career. There's a lot of things to look forward to. And on the defensive side, we did, you know, we held the Cardinals. The Cardinals traditionally have the Eagles numbers. I, I think um, the last two or three matchups the time we played the Cardinals, the Cardinals have beat us. So this was this game was a little worrisome going into it. Just because, you know, there's some teams that have the other team's number, and that's just kind of how the NFL works. But we got off to a hot start. You know, we, we limited the, the Cardinals to only seven points, and that's without arguably two of our three best defensive players and Fletcher Cox in the middle and Darby on the outside. So the fact that you're doing some good stuff on the defensive side, some of your younger corner guys are getting some experience out there, and, you know, they're going to get beat. They got beat against the Chargers a couple times. They got beat uh, against the Giants a couple times. That's that's nothing new. Um, but consistently, consistently, they they've been holding their own on the outside, and that's that only better's your team. You know, you need uh, you need some depth. You know, Patrick uh, Patrick Robinson is kind of one of those you know those those off season pickups that you kind of just shrug at. You're like, eh. Like, uh, you know, you don't really think much. It might be like one of the last guys cut, but he's made a great impact as a slot guy for this team. So th- there's there there are enough good things working for us that you don't think it's a fluke. Like last year, that five and oh, that Vikings game was was a disaster. You know, you played last last year, week one, week two, you played the Browns and, and the Bears, which were the two worst teams in football at the time. Now they at home they spanked the Steelers in week three and that kinda kinda got shit turning a little bit like, oh, is this team for real? But th- this year the Eagles feel like they're more here to stay. It doesn't the the wins are tough grinds, but they don't seem as fluky uh, as they did last year. Um, but you know, you know, we have a big Thursday night matchup with the four year one Panthers, uh, which is going to be huge just as a kind of a testing, a barometer to kind of see where we are, what we're doing. That's, that's, that's a fraudulent team. I think, I still think, uh, 
you can't, uh, I'm not convinced. Um, you know, I think that uh, it's funny. Uh, I think um, the Patriots made them look a lot better than, than they are. I think the Patriots are doing that pretty consistently, uh, that they're, they're struggling or losing to, to not very good teams. Um, you know, they could have easily lost that Texans game. Um, now, that's a team that uh, is certainly coming along. They had a great defense. Their offense is maybe overperforming. But, um, and, and listen, I came out and said uh, at the beginning of the year, and I think you know, that I said those South teams are going to be dangerous. And mm-hmm. uh, Carolina was in that mix of teams that I thought were going to be good. Um, but, but I'm still not bought in yet. I think that uh, if the Eagles come out uh, and smack them around, I would not be surprised. Uh, it will be interesting to see what that line is coming into the game on Thursday. Um, yeah. I, I fully anticipate uh, on Thursday night uh, for the world to get a look at Carson Wentz, and I think they handle their business. I do. I think uh, – yeah. I, 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 and I don't wish that they don't. I mean, I, I, I don't love Carolina, although I, I do think they're pretty uh, – uh, I think that team – uh, as an organization, uh, does some pretty good things. But yeah. uh, I'm not convinced. I think they're a little fraudulent. I think they're like the Bills. I think they're like uh, some other teams. I think you take care of business there. I really do. Um, yeah. And Right now the I, line's I Carolina minus three and a half. Uh, yeah, I would I would take the, the Philly um, uh, all day. I'd take Philly. Um, yeah. It's not even close. So, um, yeah, anyway, so not, not to – but I did want to point out we talked about some of those fraudulent teams when I say that the Giants are not, um, you know, not, not completely out of it uh, because I think that Carolina now could lose three or four in a row. And, uh, you know, I think, I think they're a weird team. Uh, I have not seen enough of them yet to, to, uh, to, to, to be sure that they're going to get it done. Yeah. You know who I don't think is fraudulent is the Rams. I know they lost this week against the Seahawks. They probably should have won that game. Golf could have put a little bit better ball on Cup, and Cup could have caught that. But, I mean, they're, they're th- like the NFC West, you have the Seahawks and the Rams. But I, I, would probably, I would probably say the Seahawks are more fraudulent right now than the Rams are. I, I just I've, I haven't been impressed by the Seahawks team at all. And yeah, they're three and two. They got a winning record, but I mean, they it just it hasn't looked great. It, it really hasn't looked great at all. Um, you know, they beat the 49ers like nine to twelve. They they look like dog shit against the Packers. They got blown out by the Titans, which I think they're coming back down to mediocrity a little bit. Um, even before the the Mariota injury, I mean, you beat the Colts. Congratulations, you beat the Colts. Uh, it's just, I, I just don't. Their wins, their wins are okay, and their losses don't look great. I, I just, you know, the, the, but the Seahawks, they've never been a first half team. They've always got hot here between weeks twelve and seventeen, and they seem yeah. to be, you know, they seem to be a threat, but like, let's not forget, they should have lost that playoff games against the Vikings. Like I just, I, there's something's going on there in Seahawks. I, I, you know, I think something behind the scenes that it just, it just, I think there's so many, there's so many like distractions and kind of BS behind the scenes right now in the NFL. I mean, you know, we mentioned a little bit here, like not to jump over the Steelers, but like the Big Ben comment. Like he was just bitching about Antonio Brown being a distraction, and then you had that post game conference and the things you said there. Like you know, trying to call the kettle black. 
I mean, so like you have a, a three and two Steelers and a three and two Ravens, which I don't have really any faith in either of them. The Chiefs look good. They're five and zero, oh, no doubt. But it's still, what does Andy Reid do in the playoffs? That's that's kind of that is the thing, right? Like Andy Reid in the playoffs, he'll get you there. What does he do once he's there? Is a big question. You got so many question marks on the Broncos, and then check this division out: three and two, three and two, three and two, two and two. Do you know what division I'm talking about, Kyle? Three and two, and uh, I'm going to say AFC East. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just like crazy shit. Like, are the Bills three? Are are they really like the Bills, Jets? I mean, they have to be somewhat fraudulent, right? I mean, <coughs> excuse me. I mean, the Bengals, our Bengals, <laughs> our Bengals, Kyle, beat, beat the Bills this week. Um, the, but the Patriots don't look like – they don't look like the Patriots before. They got so – they look at Kyle. They've given up 142 points in five games, 142 points in five games. That is tied for the second worst in the AFC, um, AFC only behind the Colts. So congratulations wow. on that. Congratulations wow. on that. And then you look at the AFC South. You got Jaguars are three and two. And then you have a cluster of the Texans, Titan Colts that are all two and three. Like I you're looking at the AFC you look at the AFC and you're like, I don't really have a great feeling outside the Chiefs really about anything. And then you don't know what to expect from the Chiefs once they get in the playoffs. So that's a toss up. You got sixteen teams there that who knows what's going on. Oh, and yep. by the way, Fortnite finally went on a long run. I know we talked about it. I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. We were just waiting for Nett to break the big one. I think he had like a 70-yarder this past week against the, the Steelers. He did. He looked, he looked really good this week. Um, that, yeah. that team, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, we talk uh, about that division, and, and uh, that's a good team. That's a good team that we didn't expect um, to be good. Uh, we, we were expecting them to be good last year and sort of poked their head out a little bit. Um, so I, uh, yeah, uh, I'm impressed by them right now. They're putting up big points. Uh, they're starting to find their rhythm. Uh, but, uh, you know, is Blake Bortles is, uh, sort of the, like he's the next Jay Cutler in my opinion. Yeah. So, Yo, Blake uh, Bortles. Gonna... Yeah. Blake Bortles threw the ball 12 times this past week, 12 yeah. times, yeah. 12 mm-hmm. times. Oh, by the way, for the Nor'easter, I, I do. I do want to have a Jay Cutler update alert. So I, I do. I think Jay Cutler this past week was 12 of 21 for 91 yards with one TD and one pick. And there is your Jay Cutler alert for week five. Yep. Yep. With you. With you. With you. All right. So, yeah, we talked about So, Kyle, you look at the NFC East or the NFC in general, and you said there's a lot of fraudulent teams out there. So I'm just going to – I'm going to go down with the rest, uh, the NFC North, the NFC South, and the NFC East, and you tell me if, if they're fraudulent or not. The Packers. Okay. Uh, for real. What do you think of it? Okay, yeah. I think yeah. Aaron Rodgers makes up for so many sins of that Packers team. They have a yeah. lot of question marks, but, yep. but yep. there's a reason why Aaron Rodgers is – Kyle, there's a reason why – Ex-players and players in the NFL consistently, unanimously rate Aaron Rodgers as the best quarterback in football right now. There's a reason. All right, and we'll just leave it at that. I know, I know, Patriots fans are all going to get butt hurt about this because they always do. But Aaron Rodgers makes up for so many sins for that that Packers team. It's unbelievable. 
Tom Brady has not won a Super Bowl with his defense out of the top 10. Anyway, I don't want to get the – actually, phone calls can go wild. Go, call us in. We can debate this all day. It's one of these weird Mondays. Um, the Lions, they just lost this past week to the Fraudulent. Panthers. Fraudulent. Fraud. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Panthers? Uh, Frauds right now. Until until, um, I see a big win against a big team. You you would have thought that that was New England in New England, but uh, this is not a New England team. Can I just point out that this game, uh, this this Monday Night Football game, is going to go into the half with a score of three to two. I just want you to no. The NFL is in perfectly good shape. Yeah, don't don't worry no. about it. NFL. No. Um, just, uh, yeah, this game is going to go to half with Minnesota three, Chicago two. Um, so yeah, and it, that's not um, the Twins against the uh, the Cubs or the White Sox. Nope, three to two, Bears versus Vikings. Anyway, um, continue. <laughs> sorry. No, it's okay. Um, Falcons. Uh, Falcons. Listen. I believe very much in the curse. Uh, Falcons are not a bad team, three and one. I think they're a little fraudulent on that, although I do believe that they ultimately win that division. So not frauds in the sense that they're going to completely fall off, but frauds in the sense that they're not three and one. They don't they don't end this yeah. season with three three losses. Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they should have lost. I mean, the Bears gave them a run for their money week one. Yep. The Packers yep. they they handled the Packers, but that was like the Sunday night game. And Atlanta has always had really the Packers number. They should have lost yep. to the Lions. They should have lost to the Lions. And yep. they lost to the Bills, which I think is a, it's a mediocre Bills at best. Now, yep. they, they, they got a bye week this week. Next week they're playing the Dolphins, which Jay Cutler, you know, is probably going to throw. He'll be lucky to throw for 120 yards. So they should win that game. And then they have yep. the Patriots on October 22nd, which I'll be interested to see because that could be a very pivotal game in both of those teams season is that, that Patriots Falcons and, and, and what would it be, would it be week seven? So I, that's another team. Like I'm, I'm not feeling great if I'm, if I'm a Falcons fan right now. And, and honestly, if it wasn't for Nick Folk, the, the, the Buccaneers should probably be three and one right now because they should have beat the Patriots there Thursday night. I mean, I agree. what? Why do kickers suck in Tampa Bay? I mean, why is this a thing? I, I just, I mean, I would feel bad, but I don't. Like, you just, I hate kickers. I mean, I, except for Herb Glass, he was our kicker at Albany. I like Herb Glass, but all other kickers, I, I, I absolutely hate. Just go out and do your job. You're in the corner of practice anyway. You're, you're playing ball tag for about an hour during practice you do a couple kicks and that's it that's your practice that's all you do just hit your kicks just hit them hit your kicks it's not that hard it's it's i i mean it's hard for me because i'm un i'm very unflexible and i'm an offensive lineman and i really you know athletic bones in my body you know i few and far between but if you're a kicker and this is all you do little soccer guy go out there you kick it through the uprights that's all you're supposed to do it can't be that hard. I hate kickers. I absolutely hate kickers. But anyway, anyway, I mean, so NFC North, I say there's probably between NFC North, NFC South, and NFC West, I say there might be two 
maybe two and a half legitimate teams in that bunch. I, I, I don't believe in the Panthers. The Falcons are going to crash, but somebody's going to have to come out of that division. Um, so if I'm the Eagles right now, like as coming back to the Eagles, again, consistency, like, uh, you know, you know, cautiously optimistic, but we have, we have the right pieces in place. We have a good run. We have a good run game. We have a quarterback that can make plays on his legs and that is capable of reading and is great on third down. And I think you have a, a top half defense. And if you put those together, traditionally, those are the type of teams that can perform or get into the playoffs. So we'll see. I mean, it's still week five. We're, we're not even out of week five yet. So who knows? My, my heart could be ripped out of my chest here before, before the end of week eight. But we'll see. We'll see, Kyle. We will indeed. We will indeed. So I, uh, it's early, but it's not. Uh, I, and, I, and, and maybe here's the thing. You have uh, that Andy Reid thing in you. Uh, mm-hmm. That you've seen it, you've seen it more than anybody has seen it for for real. Uh, but I I don't know. I mean I, I think when you have a young uh, running back like they have that is uh, a talented, skilled, they have a great defense, uh, a quarterback that is uh, serviceable and does not make a whole ton of mistakes. Um, you know he's not gonna he's not gonna throw bombs on you, but he's a serviceable quarterback that uh, they were trying to run out of the league, um, you know, in uh, San Francisco, uh, I think, uh, you know, in, in, in exchange for Colin Kaepernick of all people, the, uh, I think that team is for real. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think you learn from your mistakes and I, I, I'm not sure that he, uh, that Andy Reid doesn't get out of that, that funk. I think mm-hmm. he wants it bad enough. Uh, I think that team is scary. I think they absolutely uh, you know, listen, they're obviously not going to go undefeated, but I do believe, truly believe, uh, and now Case Keenum is in the game. Uh, so, you know, the, it is going, going to go through, it is going to go to the half three to two. Uh, anyhow, uh, the, um, I, I do, I, I truly think, and it's funny, my son, uh, the youngest son, the tight end son, um, who yes, is no longer playing quarterback is now playing tight end, uh, played today, played really well. Um, at Conagance at high school it was a great game. Uh, I think we won 44 to two, something like that. It was, it was a great oh, game. Nice. Um, yeah. So, uh, but, but I digress. Uh, he thinks that it's uh, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and the uh, the Chiefs are the it, that is your Super Bowl right now as it stands, which mm-hmm. I found to be an interesting prediction. Um, uh, can, you know, I, I can I actually uh, defend Andy Reid here? Can I actually defend Andy Reid? For sure. So I've been on record, and look, it. I I I hate on Andy Reid just because it's fun, but like I don't really I don't have anything against Andy Reid. The guy on the team I have something against is Donovan McNabb. You know, after watching Andy Reid still do what, what he's doing at Kansas City, you re- and, and you realize that majority of the problems the Philadelphia Eagles had was the inept ability for Donovan McNabb to be clutch. And, and, and I, you knew it back then. You just didn't know what the ratio was, right? You just didn't know if it was an Andy Reid thing, a Donovan McNabb. It was about, like, most likely, most fans thought it was a mix of the two. But as Andrew Reid continues to have success in the league, the more and more I believe it was Donovan McNabb. And when I watch Carson once, he has this it factor 
that I never, I never really got from Donovan McNabb. Like I was always willing, like on third downs when Donovan McNabb was my quarterback, I, I always thought we weren't going to get it. And now it's completely a 180 with Carson Wentz. You're just like, all right, third and six, Wentz is going to do his magic and he's going to convert on this. There's, there's just an it factor Carson Wentz has now, like with Andy Reid in Philadelphia and, you know, Colin Coward bashed Philadelphia fans last week for being idiots. But like, Kyle, as human beings, as people, we all know that sometimes there is a need, a change for scenery. There's a time. And I think that's kind of where Andy Reid was at his tail end of the, his Eagles career. You know, he, he just didn't have the response in the locker room anymore. He also has some personal stuff with his son that, that I think it was just time for him to change scenes. And it was nothing – it was nothing about Andy Reid, like we hate Andy Reid. It was just like, there. naturally, it's just time to move on and go to the next stop just because it was, you know, it was three three weeks or three years that the Eagles weren't in the Super or in the playoffs at, at the end of Andy Reid's tenure. So I don't have anything really against Andy Reid. I wish him, I wish he gets to the AFC Conference Championship and loses. And that's not anything personal. I just, you know, I, I, I'm wishing him nothing but the best of AFC championship losses. But majority of my gripe is Donovan McNabb, number five. Yeah. No, listen, I, uh, I, I live in your division, man. I, I got to see it. Um, and so I, I hope you're right. I hope uh, – I truly believe that. Um, I, I, I think that you have something different. Uh, and I would love to see that, too. Well, honestly, uh, I, I really would. I think that would be really, really interesting. So, uh, so I think we're, we are gonna we're gonna get out of here for a couple reasons. Uh, one, because uh, for me, the Star Wars trailer is coming on at halftime of the Monday Night Football game. Um, also, uh, Coach <laughs> Heather, Coach Heather Anderson will be uh, will be arriving here soon. We're gonna have some dinner uh, and prepare for uh, uh, an, an incredible week doesn't it seem like weeks that are short always end up feeling longer that's how I always feel like uh, I feel like this is going to be a very long week but it should be a productive week uh we have some uh, I could actually announce this that uh, you know people are bright enough to know that this isn't our day job that we do this on the on the side although it is a uh, you know it, it is a, a revenue maker it is a, a real legitimate show but uh, uh the big sin will be joining uh, the coach, uh, we, we will be back uh, together again uh, during the week, which I'm very excited about. So uh, even if on a, on a short-term basis. So uh, with that, I'm going to wrap my end up. Big Sin, you got anything? No, man. No, I, I uh, you know, just trying to... Look, the Sacrosy and Serum says that the Red Giants offensive line, that their record should be one and one. I feel like that's trying to figure out the NFL this year. That, that yep. clip is yep. trying to figure out the NFL right. this year. But, no, I got I nothing, agree. man. So we are back at it on Sunday. Thank you again to our sponsors for the evening. Uh, now renting, now renting, and uh, that's it, man. We're out. Peace. All right, peace. Peace, peace.